Blog Talk Radio. And hello. We are here again um, for another episode of Let's Talk TV Live on the Blog Critics Radio Network. Um, and we are joined. I'm, I'm Barbara Barnett. I'm the publisher and executive editor of Blog Critics Magazine. I never mentioned John Sobel. John and I uh, are both publishers and both executive editors. Um, of, of Blog Critics, and Blog Critics is owned now by Critical Lens Media Limited, which, if you're shocked by that, that's our that's our company. So um, <laughs> it's like, oh, was Blog Critics bought by somebody else? No, 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 no. no. Critical Lens Media is Johnson, my company, um, and uh, so we own it. And so John is. Um, our culture editor and uh, executive editor and uh, and publisher along with me. So, um, and I am joined as usual by James Daly, also known as Jerome Wetzel TV, which is his uh, Twitter handle, and by mm-hmm. Christine Piccolo, whose Twitter handle is Our Heart Radio. And Hi. Grace, that's right. I always think it's our, yep, it's our heart, right. Chrissy, or is it our heart radio? It's our heart no, radio. Our and radio. she's also she's also Sleepy Hollow Addict. Yes, I'm or Sleepy Hollow Addict. Plural, right? At, Sleepy Hollow Addict. Well, it's Sleepy Sleepy Addict. Sleepy yeah. Addict. Okay. Yeah, and then the website is Sleepy Hollow Addict. Yeah. Okay. Good. Um, <laughs> for those of you who have been trying to get on to Blog Critics. We have been experiencing technical difficulties with our host uh, server, and um, so I apologize for any outages. We were out, we were down a good part of yesterday, and we've been up most of today, but we've had these little intermittent mini outages that have been like five minutes, 10 minutes, 20 minutes, and then we're back up again. And so, um, uh uh-oh, I just got an email from Comic-Con, alert, alert, Uh uh-oh, what? Okay, what did I just get? They're going to ban me because no. the ones that talk to my people are mad at me, right? Just kidding. No. Just Probably. kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. I'm just kidding. Okay, Comic-Con. Uh-oh. Your Comic-Con member ID indicates that press ver- verification is due. I have to prove qualifying work in the industry. Yes, I have to. Um, I don't know. Do you have that, Barbara? I'm not sure. Do I? Do I have credentials? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Well, you used to, but yeah, you know, they've been taken down. Ever since, ever since ABC got mad, then that's it. No, just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. They're not mad at me. They're just. Uh, they're not mad. They're just they're mad. intense. 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 <laughs> There's an intense controversy in the Once Upon a Time fandom. Yeah, which I am crazy. finding out, man. I'll tell you, um, it it's you know I published my my review last week and kind of said to people that was the last review I was doing of the show, and I'll tell you, I got a lot of people trying to convince me that no 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 I was wrong and not that I was wrong. You know, people were very respectful of my decision, but. Um, no, no, that's not what's going on, and we just don't know, and, and, and really trying to sort of fit in um, to what we know of the characters, what's actually going on that we're not seeing, um, which I think mm. is kind of hard to do when you're not seeing it. But um, uh, I'm, I'm, you know, I'll fan wink right along with the best of them, so um, we'll see. As I keep telling people, I am convincible and persuadable and and owing to the fact that I, I never said that I wasn't going to write about the show again, just not reviews. Um, right. I did post an article today. But it's not a review. It's a preview of the next episode. So if right. you want to go... All you have to do, right, is, is there one really good episode that gives you that yeah. spark again, and yeah. you'll be right back at it. Oh, you're absolutely right, Jimmy. Really, really, all it would take would be one episode. One episode. There are so many things I still like about the show. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, and there there are some things I don't like and because they concern my the character that I'm most emotionally connected to. 
um, it makes it very difficult to, and I know that may not sound professional, but it is professional because it's not that I don't like the way the character is as a character. I don't like the way I think it's bad storytelling, the way they're telling his story. So um, it's not that I don't, you know, I mean, I, there, there are characters all the time <clears throat> that do terrible things and it's in character and that doesn't mean, I mean, House used to do awful things all the time. And um, as long as they were in character, I didn't mind it. And I think just yeah. Rumpel's been out of But people have been telling me that that's not true, that Rumpel's a bad guy and everything he's doing is in character because he's really a jerk anyway. And I'm like, no, <laughs> he's not a good guy, but he's not a despicable, evil person with a heart of stone. Come well, on. Well, I think, I really think, my, my theory is there's got to be, I, I, I'm wondering if he's trying to figure a way to bring him back. I mean, I honestly think you know people. Uh, people have said, yeah, that that either he they're trying he's trying to figure out a way to bring Balfire back, or he's trying to figure out a way to rid himself of the control of the dagger, which actually yeah, is the one be, thing too. that got I got. I, there was something like eighty comments on my article, and I'm reading. I read, by the way, comment on my articles because unlike a lot of journalists, I actually. I read every single comment and I respond to most of them. Um, right. And so please go ahead. And, and there were tons and tons and tons of comments. And the one comment that actually gave me pause was that he is trying to figure out a way to rid himself of the power the dagger has over him. And if that's the case, and we haven't seen any evidence that shows, see, th- this is, and I was thinking about this too, is that we haven't, because we haven't had any scenes since the first episode where we've been in Rumpel's point of view, we actually don't know. Right. And we had those two scenes in Rumpel's point of view, and then the one scene in the pilot that was in the camera's point of view, which I really still don't like, the, the 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 Beauty and the Beast dance scene. I should have adored that scene. I should have adored that scene. I know, I, me it, too. It just, makes, it just makes me cringe. Um, sorry, guys. Um, all the rumblers are going to, like, hate me now, too. But I, and, I, and I like rumble. I'm not a rumbler, so to speak. Um, I do like it. I'm not, you know, if, if, Rumbell remains and becomes really, um, like, there's a lot of conflict in it. I'm all for that. I'm all about the angst. I don't believe in happiness. I don't like happiness. I think happy happy couples and happy people make for really boring characters. And that's why Snow and Charming have been so boring. Yeah, exactly. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And you know what? That's why I find that Hook's been really boring. Because all of a sudden, he's like a good guy. Well, yeah, I mean, there's not that... Well, now, of course, him, him. you know, obviously, uh, now that Rumpel has kind of uh, pulled him into his web, now he's going to be scrambling, and there will be... We will see a little bit of struggle. Um, I, you know, yeah, they I make just, him very one-dimensional, yeah. just like they did with David, and yeah. I mean... It, you know, the scene with, with Snow and, and David was, was pretty cute. You know, I mean, I love that she thought that he, you know, he purposefully released the guy, released what, I don't remember his name, anyway, released him from jail so that she could, you know, start feeling back to yeah. herself. And that was yeah, but, but he didn't. He swears he didn't do no, that. No, I know, which is hilarious. Cause so how did he get out of jail? Okay, so how did he get out of jail? We've actually switched gears, and now we're talking about this past Sunday's Sorry. episode. That's okay. Sorry. That's okay. That was that's me. Okay. I did transitional. <laughs> okay, no, no, that's okay. Um, and I want to talk about this week's episode, which I did not write a review of, um, so I guess it's appropriate to talk about it here. Um, I Okay, so let me tell you the thing that I love the most, the two things I love the most about it. I loved that ice bridge. 
I got to say. Yeah, that was awesome. <laughs> that was like such a cool effect. I really loved that ice bridge. I'm like a, I'm like a snow globe kind of person. I like snow, and as long as I don't have to drive in it. That's interesting. Someone's phone. It's my There's phone. There's an actual, an actual phone. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my God. It's my daughter. Um, she'll just have to wait um, until after the show. Hi, Shosh. She's probably not uh, listening in. She's probably trudging around Seattle somewhere. Uh, probably. In the rain. <laughs> in the rain. Yes, in the yeah. rain. Um, so what was I saying? So I love, I love that effect. I totally loved Regina in that. In, yeah. Where's the that? It might be important. It's not important. <laughs> it's not, it's not important. And if it's really important, then she would call my husband's phone. <laughs> oh, Okay. Sorry, Shoshi. Um, I think she, oh, by the way, hey, did you, like, notice that Facebook was down? No. Yes, thank you. I did. I was thought it was something that I did. I was, no, I it was again. down. Oh, it was down. Interesting. It was down. It was, like, so weird because I went to promote um, the show tonight on Facebook, and it just, like, hung. And it just hung and it hung and it hung and and I tried it on my iPhone and and it and it hung. So then I put something out on Twitter saying, "Hey, anyone else in trouble with Facebook?" And of course, I got a million tweets. This is yes, it's down, um, but it's up again. Facebook is up again. The world can go back to what it was the doing world can before. Go back to yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because I had like five minutes and I thought I'd get in a game of Candy Crush. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh no, I can't get on Candy Crush because I can't get on Facebook. Because um, I hate playing it on my phone. Um, but anyway, where were we? Oh, we were talking about Sunday. You were Michael. talking about this oh, episode in the Ice Side Bridge and Regina, yeah. Yeah. So I really loved Lana Priya's um, wonderful performance. It's about damn time that we had some scenes I'll with say. Regina. Um, and she really sold it. She did a great job of layering her character. It's great to be in her POV, her point of view, and yep. seeing where she's coming from. See, that's the only way that we see a character's inside, you know, their emotions yeah. and thoughts are right. not by thought bubbles, like that scene in um, that scene in um, the premiere in the pilot, and not in the pilot. In the premiere, um, where we had, um, you know, Rumpel saying that he was going to give back the dagger. Oh no, I'm not. You know, that was like thought bubbles. Um, but the right. best way to see someone's real emotional inside is to just see a scene in their point of view. And and they did a really nice job with it um, with Regina on uh, this week's episode. And Lana just did a great job of selling um, Regina's emotions through it. I love the fact that she's not willing to forgive Emma yet. Yeah, me too. Well, so, I like that Emma's trying. Yeah, she's trying. She's trying. I mean, she's she really did destroy Regina's happiness. Oh, yeah, totally. Just like Snow White but, did when she was young. Right. But the growth well, that is- she's had... I mean, how she reacted to that versus how she reacted to this is yeah. miles away. Oh, Good. I mean, to see her growth. Um, and and I like their scenes. I liked Regina. Uh, obviously, Regina's my favorite character, and she had some great stuff, but I did not feel – I felt like Emma trying so hard to befriend her is kind of coming out of nowhere. Yeah. Well, I think it's coming out of guilt more than anything else. Yeah, I, I don't know. I just didn't feel like, I don't know, especially, I think that backstory was distracting too. I didn't like the backstory. Just cause I didn't Neither. feel like yeah, it was totally unnecessary. I mean, it was kind like, nice how they tied that end twist in, but other than that. Yeah, I mean, the whole purpose of that 
was to establish that the Snow Queen was her foster mother. And I think they right. spent entirely too much time there. And well, um, well, I much better. I tried to draw the parallel between Emma yeah. and that girl and Emma yeah. and Regina, but it didn't yeah. work. Yeah, but it was. I did not like. I didn't like it. Um, I thought. No, I felt no. like I was too much in an after-school special. Yeah, mm-hmm. me too. I really did, and I felt that it was like they they were thinking. You know, the writers room. Oh, we have to do something for the you know young adult crowd. Yeah. You know, the oh, YA it guys. Have, it didn't have the magic and the charm that one flashbacks have. I mean, even the no. other flashbacks we've seen of Emma have felt way more special than this. Yeah, this, this did not. Like well, part of it is because it's not Jennifer Morrison. I mean, you have two completely well, different. Yeah. 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 So I felt like we were all of a sudden in you know a. a, a you know, one of those young adult, um, like, after-school special things for YA readers, like middle school readers. <laughs> I really yeah. did. I felt like I was in a middle school novel. And, um, you know, it's like I'm a grown-up. Um, and, and that's fine if they want to put young characters in, but having them almost have their own storyline disconnects us from the story. I didn't necessarily buy that you know, by that young actress as, as Emma. No. Yeah, it wasn't the same because it wasn't no. Jennifer, you know. Well, yeah, and, and I don't I don't think she really, um, her affect and her facial expression, I mean, none of it said, this is Emma. Yeah, mm-hmm. I agree. So, I yeah, I didn't care for that at all. Um, so... Um, I uh, so so that and that took up quite a bit of the story, unfortunately. Well, it wasn't necessary to do all of that. I mean, they could have gotten to the same spot quicker and differently. Yeah, I mean, I they thought. probably needed to fill the forty-two minutes, and they did that. Right. Um. So I did, uh, but I did like I did like that uh, that Snow White has finally gotten out of her rut. Funk. Yeah, she needed. Yeah, I mean, a little bit. It was a pretty cheesy story, but it was kind of. It was cheesy. a very cheesy story. Well, see, that's what the the thing is: is the depth of the show is just not as exciting. I mean, it's for not, us, yeah, it's not as deep. It's just kind of on the surface, and they're just making a fun Disney show. That's what it feels like now. Yeah, it's, Where, it's it lacks it lacks the depth and gravitas that I mean, it yeah. was never a deep show. But no, it but it was, had layers, and it had. Well, yeah. It wasn't, let's face it. I mean, Lost was fantastic. I was a huge fan of Lost. I mean, I couldn't wait to watch it. That's how you know, trying to figure things out. What are they doing next? You know, and and Adam and Eddie are fantastic creators and writers, and so I'm just kind of surprised that they are taking sort of this route when you know, as fans of their work, which I am. It just doesn't. Yeah. It just doesn't fly. And I mean, like I said, the first, you know, I would say two and a half seasons were, you know, much better than than the last season and a half. You know, this last this season and the half of the season from last. Anyway, you know what I mean. Yeah. I mean, no. Uh, no. I know that there was there was a lot more depth, and and they've really kind of simplified everything. Yeah. They they've simplified. I mean, they've simplified uh Regina, they've simplified Rumpel a lot. Um they've simplified yeah. all the characters. I mean, Rumpel was probably the most complex character on the show. And they've made him into two-dimensional character right now. Right. So, um which is kind of sad. And Regina not so much yet. She still has some dimension to her. Um, well. but all, but it's, everything is very simplified, and that's unfortunate. By the way, if any of you guys in the chat room want to give us a call and chime in live, the number is six four six five nine five three one nine five, and we are live on the air. Um, so I want to can I segue to something that's not once upon a time? So I have sure. finally, I have finally reached my. CBS procedural um, limit limit with uh, <laughs> Madam Secretary. I knew you would, because I am. I'm already, 
I'm already off that horse. They just, they actually, they just, they just ordered a full season um, today, I said. Oh, my God. seasons of all their freshman shows. Yeah. That's just. It just means there's nothing in the back burner because all those shows aren't going to last. It's really no. odd. I don't know. They've just not had so, it here. Yeah, uh, you know what? It's really become a CBS <laughs> formula show. It yeah. really has, and I'm sad because there's a lot of places it could go. Um, um, you've got Kay Leone, who is yeah. phenomenal. You've got uh, Tim Daly, who I adore. He's they great. Have some really heavy hitters, and so it yeah. bothers me that they are, you know, got, just kind of cookie cuttered it. And I mean, it's so predictable. I was just annoyed watching it. I mean, they need to look at maybe some a show like Scandal, or you know, that has yeah. a twisting turn and nobody knows what what's going to happen oh, next. I mean, and guess what? I watched The Good Wife for the first time. Oh, really? What'd you say? I, that's one of my favorite I, shows. I've never you know, watched because it was it. I. I was too lazy to to turn off the TV after Madam Secretary, and um, so I I watched it and um, it, I liked it. I didn't know it took place in Chicago. Yeah, that's the beginning. Of. I had no idea. It's, it's yeah, I mean, I have, when that show started. The first season, I thought it was kind of CBS procedural, so I wasn't really into it. But my friend like really really kept pounding it on me and once it kind of took off it took off and these last few seasons and last year was the best season of the show so far so if i was gonna gonna watch it so if i was gonna binge watch it what season should i start with well i mean as a completionist i i would say go to the beginning but if you want to get into the current storylines i guess if you go back two seasons that's probably a good entry point Okay. Uh, I mean, there's lots of stuff that keeps winding back in on itself. You'll see guest stars pop up from, like, who had appeared two seasons ago, and they'll follow up with their story. So, And that's not an uncommon occurrence. Like, that happens all the time in this show. Things from your past always come back to haunt you. Was it this week's episode you watched? Yeah. So they were talking to Alicia about how she made that statement about being an atheist. That was two seasons ago on the show. And okay. now that she's running for office, it kind of ties back in. So Good Life does a lot of that stuff, where I kind of want to tell you to start from the beginning, even though the first season takes a little bit of time to get into. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll start back a couple seasons. So, oh, so I've also, and I posted a review this morning, um, is I've watched almost all of the season. Oh, Alpha House, right, of Alpha House, mm-hmm. which is um, Amazon.com. And unlike last year, where they did one episode per week. This year, they gave them all to us. Well, I think they're following the Netflix model. It clearly works for them. And, yeah. And, Amazon, and you know Amazon's subscribers are binge-watching. I mean, I had a friend text me this weekend that they watched the whole thing in one sitting. And I was like, yeah. darn it, I've watched, watched four episodes so far. But, I'm up you to know, eight. Some people just devour it all. Yeah, I'm up to eight. Yeah, I mean, um, it's a phenomenal show. I'll, I'll watch the rest soon, I'm sure. I love it. I love it. You know, and and, and you know what? Not, in my review, I didn't give any spoilers. I just said it was, it was a lot of fun that uh-huh. they're not cookie-cutter Republicans. And one of the things that's an underlying theme of the show is these guys are not ultra-right-wing people, but they're trying to grapple with this ultra-right-wing wing of the Republican Party and how do Especially they actually make John sense? Goodman. I mean oh, the stuff yeah. with the guns and the political ads this season. He and I just really, watched okay. right, right and before he actually the, show, goes, the episode with the gun. Yeah. In, the, in Congress. Oh that was so good. He so goes good. completely I love from the West Wing. He goes completely bipartisan by the way. See, Not giving it seems too much like that. It, he seems like the classic Republican, the kind that used to work with your opponent. Yeah. Rather than the modern Tea Party Republicans, which he clearly despises. And they're also exploring um, sexuality quite a bit in all their characters, mm-hmm. most of their characters. Um, and our Utah senator, hmm, interesting story arc he has. Utah. Utah, our uh, Utah. Senator Laffer. Nevada? Nevada, sorry. Senator Laffer, okay. Nevada. Yeah, no, yeah. 
Ah, uh, I got to change that in my review. I think I put Utah. Um, yeah, he's a Mormon. So I've got Mormon, Utah, Utah, Mormon, right? Um, mm-hmm. But it's it's actually kind of an interesting exploration. The funniest bit was seeing Grover Norquist get up there and do a stand-up. Oh, that was good. And I, the Axelrod had a cameo so far. Yeah, um, I love I the mean, cameos. Yeah, can, um, 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 uh, Anderson Cooper. Did I don't a, think I saw that one yet. It's one of the, it's like episode seven. He does a hysterical um, parody of the worst. I love that they Bill Murray back, even if it's just brief. What? I love that Bill Murray pops back up, even if only briefly. I know, he's in the first episode. But it's great. I love it. I really, really love it. Um, it's. I've still got a couple of episodes to go to the season. I'm going to cry because I have to wait like a whole year. Um, or to come back, or six months, or whatever. But the other thing that I'm actually happy about, and I should have them tomorrow morning, I'm guessing, is um, the newsroom. I'm getting I just my got news- my disc today. I you got them today? It. I got it. I got uh-huh. it. Yes. Ah, uh-huh. I haven't gotten it's mine yet. Three episodes. Yeah, I know. I know. Um, oh, I didn't get mine. Uh oh. Oh, I'm sad. All right. Well, I should get them in the morning unless they're unless they arrive with the afternoon mail, which they could. Usually, it's so DHL delivers before ten, so I don't know why I didn't get yeah, them. Mine was uh, I don't know FedEx or UPS. I got a text early this morning. It was yeah, morning. yeah, yeah, yeah. They get them. They get early this morning. They usually come in in the morning. Oh well, hmm, that's disturbing. Okay, well, hopefully they'll come tomorrow because I know that I'm on the list. Um, so I'm really excited about that. So once I get through uh, Alpha House, I can um, dig into the newsroom, which I'm really excited about. Um, so let's go back to – we can go back to Once Upon a Time. So um, so what did you guys – So what did, I know that there are things that you weren't happy with with this last episode. To be honest, it's interesting, and I, it's like it's weird, but with no rumple in it, it actually played better for me. Mm-hmm. Yep. And did you get that feeling too? Yeah. Yeah. Because I mean, he's so bizarrely. I about it, but it did. Yeah, Rumple just keeps derailing it. Yeah, he keeps derailing. He's so strangely written this season. It's just not. Ugh, anyway, I, I'm interested so, to see next week, though. I, I'm worried because. I mean, obviously, I think Belle realizes that, you know, she doesn't have the actual dagger. So. Right, right. So, I don't know. The beginning of the end, I think. I think he's going to lose her, and that's going to make him completely spiral back, and he's going to end up being the villain of the show. That's what I think they're doing with it. Yeah. Because I think they want to get off the rum bell wagon. Yeah, and I think they do, yeah. Make it a show about villains versus, you know, good versus evil again. And they've, you know, they've reformed Regina enough, I think, and have a love interest for her. So, you you know, they have to balance that out. Unfortunately, Rumpel is born. I mean, I I love watching him. It's not that. I mean, he's fantastic. But yeah, he's yeah. evil or not, but I just, I, you know, it just makes his redemption story completely, it just negates the entire yeah. storyline. I don't even know why they bothered doing it at that point. You know what I mean? If they were Right. Going to, well, they were going one direction, back. and then they decided yeah. to go another direction. So, right. you know, yeah. I mean, and I love the, the early, I don't, it's, it's the Mr. Gold stuff that's got me really yeah. bummed. You know, because yeah. it's, it's not that, you know, early Rumple. I mean, in the Rumple Silkskin, um, oh, huh, I've just been tweeted that she is not leaving. I don't know why everyone is so upset because an Italian writer decided to speculate. Thank you, Betsy, um, who's list, who must be listening in. Um, so she is saying that, um, oh, my goodness, I've my phone is like ringing for like crazy. I know who that is. That's a PR person from History Channel. I'll call you back. Um, I know that phone number in LA. Um, but uh, that this is just a speculation on somebody's part. So um, 
It's not a rumor at all. It's one article, and the reporter said what she felt. It is baseless. Okay, Betsy, got it. So to debunk what is apparently just someone's speculation, um, you know, it could very well be that Emily Duravin leaves, but that would be a decision that would be between her and uh, the showrunners. And um, I don't know. It was kind of weird having her babysit, though. I have to say. Oh, who can we get to babysit? She's already under contract. We don't have to pay Granny or Grumpy or... Exactly. She's on the full-time cast. So this next episode is going to be really pivotal, I think, um, for me as a viewer and for a lot of people who are viewing it. It, it. Like you said before, Jimmy, I don't know if you said it before we went on the air or after we went on the air, um, it's a blur. It's everything's a blur. Um, is that um, really all it would take is one good episode. I mean, one episode where it all makes sense to me to bring me uh, back on to ooh, funny noises coming from my phone um, where it would um, where it would put it all back together for me and uh you know, like I said, I mean, there are things I really like about the show, and, and there are things that I'm not as happy with, but it's maybe what it is. Do, maybe mm-hmm. you should do some fan fiction and take it from Rumpel's Death Forward and write your competing episode. Oh, well, that's an idea. You mean do it out of right Rumpel's point of view. <clears throat> See, that would be oh, yeah, that might be interesting. Yeah, I don't know if take it from the beginning of this season or take it from Rumpel's death last year and pretend it stuck. But, you know. Yeah, well, that, that would be, be a well, good if idea. It, if it's stuck and he's dead, there's nothing to write. <laughs> <laughs> well, you he's could have... But, I mean, you could still do Balfire's quest to bring him back, but maybe once he's brought back, he's not ruined. Yeah, or I could do his POV um, from the middle of season three to now. That would be therapy. What do you think, guys? Should I do that? Those are who are acting so horribly. Yeah, tweet me all, all of it's like as as if I don't have a you know like as if I have time to uh, to write right now. I mean, I'm like I've got 14 other projects in the hopper. I'll see. Well, we never did do that house season nine. For we me, never so. did do that house. Yeah, we didn't. We should do that still. Um, maybe, 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 maybe. I don't know. We'll, we'll think. I'll think about that. But it would be. It certainly would be <laughs> therapy, wouldn't it? it to write Rumble's POV um, season three B and so. season four A. And hmm. the law critics is now taking fiction work, so it all fits in nicely. Oh, but we're not taking fan fiction. We do not accept uh, fan fiction. Okay. It is, yeah. <clears throat> we made a decision that we are not taking fan fiction. We do fiction. We do short fiction, but not fan fiction. Fan fiction is a whole other thing. And um, because we are a revenue-based magazine, we would be using someone else's characters for... Mm-hmm monetary gain and that would be copyright infringement so we don't do that right yeah um so we can't do that but if you guys want me to sketch up maybe i'll do that as my nanowrimo by the way writers all writers nanowrimo begins on saturday nanowrimo is national novel writing month and all writers, you, all, all you have to do, you have to go to nanorimo.org, I think it's .org, and sign up. Um, I, I'm going to, is it nanorimo? Nanorimo.org. Yep. So it's nanorimo.org. Sign up. You write a novel in a month, 50,000 words to make a first draft of a novel. Okay. And <clears throat> I'd actually picked out what I was going to write for my NaNoWriMo novel, but that's not to say that I couldn't do that exact thing for NaNoWriMo because I don't, I don't necessarily do things that I'm, you know, because 
the thing about fan fiction is a first draft is good enough. And and to do a NaNoWriMo serious novel, I would have to do too much stuff afterwards to, to you know, to do it in the way that I write. So, um, hmm. Okay. So I love that program. I just don't have time to get 50,000 words out in a month. I mean, I'm sure I do write 50,000 words, but 50,000 yeah. words on top of what I already write. Yeah, I'm well, a so fast. What, so, I'm a really fast writer. So I, ne- I never heard of that. What is, I don't oh. understand the way you. So okay, so the way NaNoWriMo works is, you go to NaNoWriMo.org. It's National Novel Writing Month, and if you like writing and you want to make a commitment, and there's forums and support groups, and there actually there are write-ins. So every city has like write-ins where you go to the library. And you gather with other people, and you have like an hour to write. And then there, uh, there are writing sprints. Jane Espenson often hosts writing sprints. She'll like set the clock. Oh, and, I okay. see her. Yeah, I and that's what she. That. Yeah, and everything that you tweet should have the hashtag NanoRimo, um, uh-huh. and you know everything you tweet about it. And then the ba- the idea is that by the end of the thirty days of November. You have 50,000 words, and once you have 50,000 words, you win, and you get to put this really cool little Twitter badge on and put a badge on your on your site or whatever. Mm-hmm. So it's a lot of fun. It's kind of a community organization. Um, it's become sort of the thing for writers to do, fiction writers mm-hmm. to do, mm-hmm. and you are not restricted. You can do fan fiction if you wish, and uh, so maybe that's what I'll do. Huh, that's an idea. Maybe that'll that'll eradicate my demons. Maybe that might Therapy. be the So, like I said, people, That's if you're listening in, tweet me at b underscore barnett and tell and hashtag it NaNoWriMo, O U A T, and I will uh, see if maybe I'll do that. Nano. So it's hashtag N A N O. Wait, nano. Yeah. W-R-I-M-O, NaNoWriMo, and make that a hashtag and um, put in the in the message O-U-A-T. And I will uh, think about that and see if people encourage me, encourage me to do that. But you guys have encouraged me to do that, so maybe that's what I'll do. <laughs> what an interesting I idea. I started a new book today, but I guess that doesn't count, does it, because I started it early. Oh no! Well, you know what? Oh my goodness, boy! I'll like Grand Central Station tonight. <laughs> no, I should have silenced my phone. Um, hold on one second. Call Shoshana. <laughs> I'm telling my husband to please go ahead and uh, and call our daughter because she's called now and she I don't know what's going on. So um, he's calling. Because she's called three times now. Oh, and she called him too. Oh, okay. So she must be worried because no one's calling her back. Um. So, so what do you? I want to go through our characters and uh, kind of see where you think everyone is heading. Okay. So, um. So what is it? Okay. So what is it with this Snow Queen as foster mother? as wanting to have a family, blah, 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 blah. I'm completely confused by her. I can't figure her out at all. I was hoping you insight. <laughs> okay. Well, obviously, she, I mean, the question is, what is her real motive? I mean, what is the motive for her becoming the adoptive you know, adoptive, whatever. What is she? She's she's not she's not an adoptive mother, though. No, right? she's the head she's of a foster a, home. She runs head a foster, of a foster home. home. Well, she's obviously. I mean, my thinking is there's something evil behind her, and maybe she she uh, I don't know uh, what's the word. She probably works with these kids and gets them to do things and has them under her control. For whatever reason, I don't know. But it's just the whole thing isn't making sense to me in the well, realm of even, like, Emma and, you know what I mean? I, I, I don't know. I'm confused so, by it. 
So it, you also have it, that unfinished story of her back in Arendelle as well. Yeah, right. Well, that's true, too, yeah. Well, so, I'm trying okay. to the two together. So if this yeah. were actually a grown-up show, mm-hmm. well, maybe not. I mean, even <laughs> if it wasn't, even if it wasn't. Um, if this was a retelling, this kind of just dawned on me, of of Oliver Twist. I'm wondering if she is some sort of Fagin-like character who has these foster children go out and pilfer stuff. Yeah. But it, it's got to be more than that. Steal it's got to be more than that. It's got to be on a magical something. There's a reason for the thing, reason that she needs these items. or You know, it's got to all, it, it's all got to connect with her, her magical abilities. I mean, she didn't just go there. Yeah, because I mean, I she's think, a magical I mean? character. Gotta, right, so you got to look at it that way. Uh, but what could she possibly be trying to uh, ascertain, you know, obtain is beyond me. I, I don't know. I just am really confused. I mean, and then she she took the um, the mirror, Regina's mirror from her and screwed over, um, what's it, I can't, I, why I can't remember his name, but anyway, screwed Sydney. over the mirror guy, Sydney, thank you, screwed over Sydney. So I'm confused by that. <laughs> so at the end of the episode, what I, what I was thinking, oh, so this is another another person that wants her power, wants what she has. I mean, we already went through that with the Wicked Witch scenario last year, last right. season. Right. Uh, going after Regina for her powers and, and all of this. And now it looks like she's after her for the same reason. But I'm hoping that it's got to be some other twist to it. I mean, I really hope it's not that one-dimensional. I mean, how many times are people going to come after Regina for her power and what she has? You and know, now it's like, really you know, <coughs> excuse me, and now it's like power, that's not such a unique thing. Look how many magical characters there are. There's Emma, oh, there's Regina, there's the Snow Queen, there's uh, Elsa, there's Rumpel. There, I mean, there's a bunch of characters that have magical powers now. Right. Um, so what's so, so unique just, about them? I know, and I, mean, <laughs> I just don't see what the big, I don't understand how she fits into the, the whole thing and I can't even understand so, what her motive, motives are at this point. So, I don't know. So next, so next week's episode takes us back to Arendelle and takes us to the relationship between um, Belle and um, Belle finds herself in Arendelle where she is and where she is trying to find out what happened to her mother. Because she can't Ooh, remember. What right. Right. Belle can't remember what happened to her mother. Uh, let me read you the, the press release from ABC. So hang on a second. Um, which, by the way, you can find uh, summarized and expanded upon in my article, which I posted in the um, in the chat room, at the very, very top of the chat room. Um, it should be there. So what it says is, hang on. Um, it's called Family Business. A race is on to track down the elusive Snow Queen, who was once a foster mother to young Emma, whose memories of the event have been erased. We know that. In order to discover what her ultimate endgame is for Elsa and the residents of Storybrooke. And unaware that she does not possess the real blade that controls the Dark One, Belle attempts to use it to get her reluctant husband to show her where the Snow Queen is hiding. Now, what I think might happen with that is that Rumpel will just sort of pretend. Um, so maybe Belle's not going to find out. Well, it's, it's, I don't know, though, because in that preview, I thought I saw, I mean, it looked like Belle was, like, really upset. Like, she could tell that it wasn't working or something. I mean, how difficult would it be for Rumpel to, like, pretend it was working? Well, unless she didn't unless, I don't know. Unless... Unless she's trying to use it. Unless she decides to clue her in on the whole thing, and that's why she pulled it out in the first place, and then she confronts him. And if she, you know, I hope she's not leaving the show. God. So then it says, and then it says, and then it says. Uh, Meanwhile, back in the past, Belle travels to Arendelle, and with Anna's help, 
seeks out the Grand Pabby to help her regain her lost memories in order to discover the fate of her mother. Say it again. I'm sorry. What? So meanwhile, back in the past, Belle travels to Arendelle and with Anna's help, so now we're connecting Belle and Anna, seeks right. out the Grand Pabby to help her regain right. her lost memories in order to discover the fate of her mother in Once Upon mm. a Time. Okay, yeah. So, um, yeah. Um, and so we have John Reese davies is back as the Grand Pabby, the little... Right, you know. which I like. I, li- I like that. You know. I mean, they did a great job. I mean, that's exactly what it looks like in the in the movie, you know? I mean, it was how they did the unroll them and all that. That was really cool. Um, but I don't know. What do you think, Jimmy? What do you think is happening here? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I, I would like to figure it out. I'm much more interested in Regina and her quest um, than what else is going on. But the Snow Queen, I just feel like they're giving us such little hints at a, at a time. I find right. it pretty impossible to to really um, paint that picture yet. I feel like I need a couple more episodes to really yeah. get my mind around it. I felt that, um, like, we did. they did that with Selena. They gave us these little teases and hints that actually ended up going nowhere. And, <laughs> yeah, and hopefully I, I'm, I'm hoping. So the guest cast is actually pretty interesting, um, along with Sean McGuire and Georgina Haig as Elsa and, and Anna. Um, we have uh, and Kristoff and, and John Rhys-Davies. Marion is appearing. Frances O'Connor plays Colette. Which I'm guessing is Belle's mother. Oh, okay. That's what I was going to say. Makes Colette. sense. Yeah, that makes right. sense. But wait a minute. Now, this is interesting because I thought that her mother had died. Didn't Belle's mother die and that's why her father raised her? Or Apparently, she doesn't know that? what happened to her. So maybe the Snow Queen erased her memories, too. Oh, maybe. Maybe it um, was a battle between. Have, maybe there was some kind Robbie. of a battle or something. We have Maurice, and we have Little John, and we have Oaken. No idea who Oaken is. Okay. Uh, um, maybe a bucket? Oaken, like, is it Oaken Bucket? No idea. Mm. I'm just grasping at straws here, guys. Just <laughs> 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 grasping at straws. Um, so I'm I'm curious. We'll see where things go with it. Um I'm curious about where they're going with Michael Saka's character, who I really yeah, love. Yeah, that's a slow thing, too. I know. Mary... He's got to be after the Red Queen. He's got to be trying to get back to her or get her back from what we've seen so far. Yeah, I think that that's right. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. He's going to have to find a portal. That's okay, what so, he's looking for. So, so speaking yeah. of that storyline in Once Upon a Time, so I'm like totally the dumbest person in the entire world. <laughs> what? Um, That's why they asked you to speak at Mensa. I highly doubt that. <laughs> oh, I hope they're not listening. Um, so we watched, at your suggestion, James, um, uh-huh. Captain America, The Winter Soldier. Ah. Over the weekend. And uh-huh. I really liked it. Thank you for recommending it. I did not like sure. the first one at all. Yeah, me I actually... I fell asleep during it. Um, but I really, I really like this. And Sebastian Stan, I had no idea. Oh, yeah, he is in that. He's like the main, he's one of the main characters. He's the, he is the Winter Soldier. The Winter Soldier. And he's got like, I want to say it's like a six or nine picture deal. Um, rumor is they're going to kill off Captain America either in Avengers three or Captain America three and he's gonna take over as the new Captain America. Whoa. Oh no yeah. way. Which it's I guess is what they do with the character it. in the comic books, but you never know what they'll do on screen. So but it's really interesting because I'm watching it and then he's got this confrontation. At first you know, cause you really don't see his face. Mm-hmm. And you know Well they did it in every preview. Like every commercial and trailer for the movie, they revealed that he was the winner soldier. Um, and he had been in the first one. He was Bucky, you know. And my wife, we were in the theater. She 
gasped out loud when she said the reveal was there. My friend and I just looked at her and like, well, you didn't know? You didn't see the trailer? But apparently not. <laughs> but I was like looking at him and I was like, oh my God, he looks like Viggo Mortensen in in Street. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, oh my God. gosh, it's Aragorn, it's Aragorn. And so I'm like, whoa, he's kind of cute. Um, but I had no clue that it, no clue at all that it was Sebastian Stan. None. Mm-hmm. No clue until I saw the credits. Wow. I was, just, I was completely clueless. And Dev, I, I really was like the dumbest anymore. person in America because I totally never made the connection, ever made the connection between Sebastian Stan and um, Captain America. I just didn't. It similarly, I mean, well, actually, it, it much less, to a much lesser degree, watching Ray Donovan, um, mm-hmm. watching, um, uh, ha, ha, what's the actor's name, who played August um, in Once Upon a Time. Oh, I oh. see his name. I see him. Okay, guys, somebody tweet me because I'm going to sound stupid again. <laughs> the guy who plays August. Um, but, you know, it's like I, I watched him in the first scene in Ray Donovan. He's this this um, inspirational speaker, you know, this self-help guy who turns out to be, like, the most despicable of nasty people ever. Um, mm-hmm. Nastier than Ray Donovan. Dion Bailey. Dion Bailey. Bailey. So I'm watching him like, wow, what have I seen him in? He looks really, really familiar to me. And he was like completely out of context. And I'm like, this is really bothering me. Who is this guy? And thank God for um, IMDb Pro because (laughs) I'm just like Ray Donovan. Oh, it's Dion Bailey. Oh, Pinocchio. Um, And so that wasn't so bad. But um, I completely was clueless regarding Sebastian Stan. I really was. Um, I have to admit it. See, I'm admitting it to all you guys who are my friends and understand that I can occasionally be clueless. Um, admitting is the first step to to uh, to a healthy uh, psyche. <laughs> isn't that right? That's totally right. Yeah. So, but she's like, yeah. Um, so, yes. Yeah. So he's kind of, yeah, he's Romanian. I didn't know that. He was born in Romania. Interesting. Which is kind of interesting. Um, but he was apparently raised here because he went to Rutgers University. So, yeah, kind of got an interesting look. So, anyway, so we have, like, oh, we're down to our last seven minutes. So what other shows mm. do you want to talk about, guys? Because we've talked out a ton of time this week, I well, think. I want to mention Sleepy Hollow, of course. Of course. <laughs> My obsession. What did you think of the episode this week? Is it not nearly as good as last week? No, oh, there were good yeah, elements. It just wasn't. It it relied a little bit too much on stereotypes and tropes from network television. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I was actually, I, you know, I mean, it was still fun to watch, but it wasn't anything like last. Last week's was just. So phenomenal. I mean, it just had to get character development all this way. Well, anyway, that Monday's episode is going to be epic because uh, a parent, well, I, you saw the ending, right? That spider, that's like my worst fear. This spider, like, crawls into Katrina's mouth while she's sleeping. I was oh, like, oh, cool. my, oh, I was like, no way. So I think that uh, whatever, Whatever Jeremy or slash Henry, whatever is planning, I have a feeling that's how Moloch. Maybe she, maybe she's going to give birth to Moloch. I don't know, Ooh. but I think that I hear that um, that Ichabod's going to have to make a choice between Katrina and Jeremy. So I, you know, it's really coming down to the wire. Um, he also Ichabod is going to actually vote for the first time this episode, which I'm dying to hear the diatribe that's going to come out of his mouth. <laughs> Apparently he, he 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 gets really upset because, you know, there's so few Americans that are, you know, using what he fought so valiantly for, you know, the freedom to, you know, vote and all that. And so he's upset about that. But, um, but the big thing basically... How was he able to register without a, you know, birth certificate that anybody would consider valid? So he has... Remember, Holly gave him the passport at the end oh, of yeah, the, you're right. 
right. So he's legal now. He's legal now. I, and I guess, yeah. What? It did occur to me watching this week's episode when he starts talking about Daniel Boone. Is there anyone in the revolutionary era that Ichabod didn't know, like personally, <laughs> and spend time with? Because it seems like he hung out with yes, everyone like, that lived in that he's time. Like the, he's like the Forrest Gump of the Revolutionary War. <laughs> I mean, I love that. At this point, he already has made claim to more people than Forrest Gump encountered, and apparently, he's got a story for each one of them about their personal history. See, one of the things, you know, one of the things in the novel that I wrote, um, my character's immortal, and he's been around Mm -hmm. for four hundred something years, and at the time of the modern part of the story, and people keep saying, "Oh, you know, you could." You could write another novel and have him at this point and this point of history. And I'm like, but you know what? There comes a point where it becomes so freaking coincidental that he's known like all these people. It's like becomes not believable. Katie says, I was half watching and saw the mention of the Wendigo, which piqued my interest. Okay, guys, the Wendigo. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. So the Wendigo, um, do you know the legend of the Wendigo? Yes. So I have a movie for you guys. Yeah. So the Wendigo, there's a movie that stars a certain Scottish actor. Hmm, Um, I wonder who it could be. I wonder who that I have no idea. But what's the name of the movie? What is the name of the movie? No idea, but I'm sure it's that actually explores the myth of the Wendigo. Anyone know? No. It's a really it's it is one of the most bizarre movies I have ever watched, but it's got such a great cast and directed by the great Antonia Bird, who died earlier this year. Stars um, um, Guy Pierce, and oh, him. yeah, he's great, and and, and Robert Carlyle and Jeffrey um, Jeffrey. Oh my goodness, Jeffrey from. Uh, What's his name? I'm losing my mind. Um, who was in um, um, Jeffrey, who was in Beetlejuice. <laughs> I get Jeffrey, whatever his name. Oh, Jeffrey Jeff Goldblum? Jeffrey Jones? No, 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 no. What? No, 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 no. Is, is so Jeffrey Davis? Jones in the movie. Jeffrey Jones. That's right. Thank you. Jeffrey Jones. Um, and Jeremy Davies is in that. Yes. And Jeremy Davies. Um and it is great. And Robert Carlyle. And it's called Ravenous. Thank you, Katie. Mm-hmm. It's called Ravenous. It is one of the strangest movies I've ever seen. Um, but it is really good in a very bizarre way. And is at its heart um, the uh, story of the Wendigo myth. So if you want to watch Ooh, a really wow. bizarre... I believe, I believe it's on Netflix. Um, okay. streaming right now, so if you want to watch it, um, you can. I keep telling you guys you should have watched Summer, which I don't Fine. know if it's on Netflix, which has a great performance also by a very young Michael Saka. Oh. So Carlisle and Michael were, were in the movie together, um, and and really, really nice, uh, nice, act, fabulous acting. Um so yes, so the Wendigo thing. So what else are we watching on TV? Um, these oh, I'm really excited that Elementary um, premieres on Thursday. Yay! Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm excited for that. And uh, and of course, uh, the yeah, I watched a bunch of episodes this weekend. And premiering on Friday night, and I would be completely remiss because I interviewed the creator of the show uh, last week. Um, on the on H2, which is History Channel, Lost History premieres Friday night, which is Brad mm-hmm. Meltzer's uh, novelist, historian, Brad Meltzer, um, his and comic book person, uh, Brad Meltzer's series on H2. And look for my interview with him uh, uh, probably either tomorrow or Thursday. Um, so please make sure to tune in to that and read the article when it's up. Um, which is, I got a call from his publicist, which, well, that was one of the calls I got, um, from Lippin, uh, uh, publicity. And so we are down to our last few seconds. So I want to thank you guys for, uh, joining me tonight again. Next week is election night. So we're going to yeah, have an election right. night party. 
Um, so we're going to have an election night party and talk about Once Upon a Time and uh, the newsroom, which will be germane to politics. So um, we'll see you then. Goodbye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Thanks. Good night. Good night.